Jesus in disguise Taking my aim, pushing it higher, wanna shine bright, even brighter now. Wish I could tell myself, don't try so hard, 
can I do to leave a legacy? How can I speak with authority when I can't see you? I can't see you. How can I know the dreams you have for me? How do I believe beyond what I have seen when I can't hear you?
starts with me. Welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song? Here 
Let's go to God in prayer. If you would please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we are thankful, thankful that you reign from above. Lord, we look to you every morning, every day for that spark, that thing that you provide through your love, through your grace, through your mercy. Lord, this morning, I ask that you bless the message we're about to receive, the songs we're going to sing, the fellowship together. Lord, help those who are broken, hurting this morning. Let them know that this is a safe place, a place they can come and worship you. Lord, I, we pray all of these things in Jesus' awesome name and all God's people said, amen. Let's sing. Let the King of my heart be the mountain where I run, the fountain I drink from. the king of my heart be the shadow where I hide the ransom for my life all is my song you are good good oh you are good good Let's sing it from our hearts. Your 
Hold on a second here. Mark, I owe you lunch. I told him I'm never going to forget this again. I forgot it. The goodness of God is encompassed in God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Who he is and how he loves us through the creator, through the savior, through the one who gives us faith. And his presence is powerful. Now, I would like to know how observant you are. As you look up here on the stage area, is there something different up here? Yes? yes? The arrow is very good. You are observant. Um, up, in, and out. And last week, as we started this series off, we talked about these three dimensions, these three ways of living life, up with God, in with each other, and then out into this world. Uh, this week, we're going to talk about the up part of it, and as we get ready to do what I call a little bit of confessing before God, the truth is, we get distracted, 
God wants us to be just soaking in his presence. And yet, too many times, my old Adam's sinful nature, your old Adam's sinful nature, when God says, hey, look at me, we kind of go like this. We look away. So I want to lead us in a time of prayer. I'd just like for you to kind of close your eyes, you know, get out the distractions, and we're going to talk to God about uh, this issue and our need. Good and gracious God, we come to you this morning. You are so faithful. You are so kind. You are so compassionate. You have an everlasting love. You are that good, good father. And yet at times, we don't acknowledge you. We don't seek you. We get busy. We get distracted. We do our own thing. We go our own way. And Lord, you, you tell us in your word that if left on our own, we would be lost forever. So we humbly come before you this morning. In fact, we plead, Lord, have mercy upon us. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And bring us back into the relationship that you desire with your people. Thank you for hearing our prayers. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And, you know, historically, the Lenten season, which is the season we're in right now, is a time for us to, yes, think about what we have done and the sin that we have, but we are to never lose sight of Easter. Because it's at the cross and in the empty tomb that you and me are reminded that our sins are forgiven. We have this relationship reestablished with God. His presence is made powerfully known to people like you and me. So that as we live our life, as we navigate through this world, he's always by our side. He's with us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. So may that good news of Jesus' love for you, for me, give us a joy that the world can't give. And then, may that joy bubble up so much that people around us will see what we have that they can have too. Amen. All right, a couple things as we move forward. If you have any prayer requests, uh, this is the time to start thinking about it and maybe even writing them down. There's some forms in the back of the chairs in front of you. Fill that out, and then in a moment, the ushers will come with a basket and pass it, and you can put it in there. All right, and it could be prayers of concern, prayers of thanksgiving. Uh, that you might have. This is also the time where we gather tithes and offerings. And I, I, I keep saying this, and I really believe that this is a personal moment between you and your God. And I believe what God wants us to do is to kind of take a look at our life. What kind of blessings has God given us with our time, our talents, our treasures? And he wants to, us to say thank you in return. And I don't know what that is. That's, again, a conversation that you get to have with your God. So may you do that, and may he lead you, and may he be glorified in us. Also, we have the uh, fellowship hats. If you take time to fill that out and then pass it down the row, that would be great. And now may God be glorified in this moment and in worship. Amen.
this mystery. The crown that showed no dignity he wore. And the king was placed for all the world to show disgrace. But only beauty flowed from this place. Would you take the place of this Would you take the nails from his hands? Would you take the place of this man? Would you take the nails from his hands? He held the weight of impurity, the father Reasons that finally come to be to show The depth of his grace Flowed with every sin erased He knew that this was why he came Would you take the place of this man? Would you take the nails from him? pray. Good and gracious God, we, we thank you for your word, the scriptures. We thank you for the truth we find in it. We thank you also for your Holy Spirit, who is poured out in a mighty way so that we can understand this word. So may that same Holy Spirit stir within us as uh, he opens up our eyes, our ears, our hearts, 
to the truth of your word for us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Okay, last week we got together and uh, started out this series called Mission Possible. And what we did was we took a look at 2,000 years ago and how God started this movement of uh, the power of the Holy Spirit spreading the good news of Jesus' love. And there were certain elements in there, and again, that was last week. But we saw some of those same elements about 13 years ago when a group of people from the Columbus area came together and started praying, reading the word, worshiping, um, coming together, doing life together uh, with the sole purpose of glorifying God and beginning a new church. 13 years later, here we are, 1C. Okay? Now, I would like to take us on that journey where, you know, we talk about these three, up, in, and out, are really important in our growth, in our development as an individual and as a church. But we're going to start off today with the first one, which is the up. And it's the idea of presence. And uh, kind of a loaded question. If somebody were to come up to you and say, hey, how was worship? How many of you let, would let your mind kind of go to the, well, what, what was the 1030 service like? Anybody let your mind go that way? Is that one way of answering that? That is one way. But worship is not just what happens in what I call the sacred 60 or 70, depending on how long I want to preach. And it's not just confined to four walls of a church. Worship, which is experiencing the presence of God, experiencing his love, his grace, his word, his truth, is not limited by four walls or by 60 or 70 minutes. We can experience his presence anywhere. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What gets in the way of experiencing his presence? Would you do me a favor, just raise your hand? Okay, it's us, it's you, it's me. We get in the way. And I, I'm going to see if you're on the same page as, uh, as I am. As I live my life, as I go around and as I see different people, I find a, a certain thing that is a very big distraction in life. Anybody want to guess what you think it is? Yeah? Pardon? Phones, very good. I don't know how many times I see people kind of have their phone, and it affects relationships, doesn't it? Have you ever been at a restaurant where a family of four is sitting around and they all have their phone out and they're, they're kind of here? They're missing out on the presence of what's going on here. And this brings me back maybe 15 years ago when I was at uh, Hales Corners Lutheran Church near Milwaukee. And it's a big church, seats about 1,500 people. And uh, my family was in one of the services, I, probably the 11 o'clock because it was the latest one. And they were all sitting there. And I'm sitting, because it was semicircle. I'm sitting in the front row, and I'm kind of looking over here, and I see my family. And I see my oldest son with his phone. He has his phone. He's kind of doing his thing. He puts it on his lap, and then he, you could think that maybe he was contemplating the sermon, but his eyes were kind of closed, and he was kind of doing this thing. So I slipped my phone out of my pocket, and I had a white robe on too, and I texted him. I'm not sure how high he jumped up out of the seat, 
But it was noticeable to the people around him because he went like this. Um, I got his attention. But this is not the only thing that distracts us from the presence of God. I'm going to tell you, Martin Luther, I think, says it best. There is the evil three that constantly comes at us to distract us from God's presence. The devil, the world, and our sinful flesh. All three of them are vying for our attention, wanting us not to look, to look at the cross and to consider the love of God, but rather to look at whatever else is out there other than him. So, let's take the journey, if I could. I don't know what comes to mind when you look at this, but I googled um, Adam and Eve walking with God. Because as I was preparing my sermon, I was just thinking, throughout Scripture, when were, th when were there times when God's people were worshiping? And I really think worshiping and walking with God is synonymous. And they were walking with him. No distractions, no nothing. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Um, they were experiencing him, and he was experiencing them. I mean, in all its beauty and all of creation, I mean, it was just it was just everything God intended it to be. When he made Adam and Eve as the object of his love in creation, he wants that same object to turn back to him and love him in return. And, you know, I just look at that picture and you just see the intimacy that goes on here. Right, there's Adam and there's Eve, and then there's this entity, this force, right? Because God is not a, you know, he's something. It's more than we can describe. But there he is with them. That's worship, experiencing the presence of God with no distractions, no nothing. Now, just as much as God desires that, there is another force in the world that desires the opposite. The other force does not want us to experience the presence of God and the glory of God and the love of God and would like to distract us. And who is that? Yeah, the devil himself. And so, you know, I, I googled, all right, the devil with Adam and Eve, and I came across this image. Very dark, and I think it is dark. Because as the serpent came up to distract Adam and Eve, to pull them away from, quote, this presence of God, it was all about, it seemed, eat from the tree. But it really wasn't about eating from the tree. It was about from them turning their attention away from God and his word and his direction to something else. That's what it was all about. So here we have the story, and Adam and Eve ate from the tree, and sin came into the world. And as a result of that, humanity would be lost forever, except, except God. God's heartbeat was, I want to experience the presence of my creation for eternity. I want to restore them back, and I'm going to do whatever it takes to do that. If that means giving my only son, I'm going to do that because I really, really want them to be connected with me for eternity. And so from this, uh, the story of uh, Adam and Eve with the serpent, we get God coming and making a promise. Beautiful promise. But here's the thing. 
Just as much as that promise of God is certain and true, and it is woven throughout the human history, you can see that promise being kept alive by God, that black sin, right, that that thread that just weaves through one generation after another of people who have, we'll just say, spiritual ADD, right? Instead of focusing in on the presence of God, we focus in on all sorts of things. And so what, what does God do? Well, we go to this time and place where we have the children of Israel who were really really a group of people distracted. They weren't always looking at the presence of God. And so through Moses, they are gifted with the Ten Commandments. And these Ten Commandments, I summarize them simply as this. The first three talk about our relationship with God and the remainder, the seven talk about our relationship with each other. And so, I mean, here, here are the commandments. The first commandment, you shall have no other gods. You can probably see that. Okay, that, that's going to feed into this uh, focus on the presence of God. You don't want to look at anything else. The second one is you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And for me, it's how do we use the name of God in the right way? We call upon him. We turn to him. We seek him for whatever is going on in our life. And then thirdly, it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. And I'm just going to say it's not just about going to church. I think Sabbath means rest. And rest means kind of holding in our hands who God is, what has he created, the love that he has for us, and, and really spending time with that. And yeah, it can be here, but it, it can also be as you're driving in a car, when you're at home, when you're at work, when you're at school, when you're recreating, kind of holding that and saying, you know what, God, you are good. And it gets our attention. Well, remember, this is, again, God's desire, and he keeps communicating, he keeps putting in front of us, but at the same time, Satan is at every corner and every turn, and he just wants to call us out and say, hey, hey, Come, come over here, do this. And Satan, he's got a lot of guts. He doesn't just do it to us, but he even did it to the very Son of God. If you recall, there is a story, and it's called The Temptation of Jesus. And what had happened, Jesus fasted for 40 days. He's beginning his ministry, and all of a sudden, Satan takes him out into the desert and tempts them, him with three things. And I'll just say this. I think this is the Satan's way of trying to derail Jesus from seeking the presence of God and seeking the will of God in his life. And so we say, you know, turn these stones into bread or throw yourself down or bow down. In other words, don't, don't look at the presence. Don't look at his will. Don't follow what God wants, but do your own thing. Kind of go this way. Does anybody know what Jesus' response was for each and every one of them? Say it out loud if you know it. Scripture, yeah. There's a phrase, it is written. And it is kind of a buzz phrase that says, God says. God says. And he addressed each one of those very pointedly and very passionately. God's word is powerful and transforming. I mean, so much so, I mean, just think of Jesus, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's what we find in John chapter 1. 
I mean, his word was so important that humanity understand it. He said, I'm going to put flesh on, and I'm going to walk with you so not only can you read the word, but you can see the word, and you can experience his love in a very tangible way, which in just about a month, we're going to see that love in a very tangible way as he goes to the cross. Pretty powerful, pretty important. Well, this same Jesus, as he was navigating through life, you know, he was here to really call the people of God back into this relationship because the people of God got distracted. In fact, during the time between, we'll just say Genesis 3.15 and all the way to when Jesus came, the, the pastors of the day decided, you know what, those Ten Commandments aren't enough. Let's have some more. So they end up with 613 commandments. All of them are, I think, could be ways of distraction where they can sit back and say, you know what, I'm pretty good. I kept this commandment. It's all about me. That's not the presence of God. So there was a moment when a Pharisee came up to Jesus. No doubt this Pharisee understands 613. This Pharisee understands the 10. So he says, hey, what's the greatest commandment? Another way to say it is, what's the most important thing? Jesus, the master teacher. Jesus, um, the lover of humanity, responds very poignantly, and he hits it on the head. He says these words. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. I've said before, I'll say it again. Whenever God wants to get the attention of his people, he repeats himself. Four times we have the word all woven through this, the scripture. What God wants, the greatest commandment or the greatest desire, we'll, we'll put it that way, the greatest desire is that people, you and me, would be all in. And that by the power of the Holy Spirit, the distractions of this world kind of is pushed aside and we become focused. But the Apostle Paul understands the, the tension to this, right? I have uh, the message version from Romans. He says, focusing on yourself is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God and ends up thinking more about self than God. Or a couple chapters later, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. And I think this summarizes the issue of Adam and Eve. This summarizes the issue of humanity ever since is that we're really, really good at looking at ourselves. We're really good at wanting to address my needs or your needs. Or we're also very good at fitting into the culture even when the culture is not going necessarily the way God wants it to go. We kind of meld right in. This is a problem. And I'll just speak to myself. There are too many times when I let this culture dictate what I think and what I do. My old Adam, my sinful nature, would much rather kind of fit in with everything than stand firm and stand resolute well, because Jesus understood this, 
That's why he came to this earth. He knew your journey and my journey. He, he, he knew our spiritual ADD was going to be very much an issue. So he stayed the course. And I'm going to share with you two scripture verses in particular. Both are somewhat, they're connected just by a couple verses. We have Jesus now after, you know, after eating that upper room on Monday, Thursday. He's now going out to pray. And it says, and going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. I mean, here we see, you know, Jesus is the son of God and the son of man. The son of man, the weight of the world is upon him. He knows it. He feels it. He, he knows what's ahead of him. No wonder he says, I, I, I really don't want to do this. But the son of God part says, hmm, not my will, but your will. I know this is your plan for salvation. I know this is how you're going to make things right again. This is how you're going to get people, humanity, to look at you again and to believe in you and trust in you and follow you. In fact, a couple verses more, we have him coming. and says, and again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, my father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. In the heaviness of the moment, when his life is hanging in the balance, moments from the time he's going to be betrayed with a kiss, arrested, put on trial, beaten, and placed on the cross. All of that is right, right in front of him. He is locked in. The presence of God and his will was more important than anything else. His coming changed the course of human history. I mean, up until then, there was this system, right? We, I'll call it the old covenant, the old way of doing things. You know, the sacrificial system and all the things that you were supposed to do, right? In order to show, you know, that his presence is important to you. Well, Jesus in the upper room, boy, he does something that's really out, out there. A new command or covenant I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. That phrase, as I have loved you, is life-changing. Because without it, we would be, again, spiritual ADD, we'd be going this way a million miles. But he comes and he gives us this love. And he just, he hands it to us. I mean... In just a moment, we're going to get it handed to us. Bread, wine, body, and blood for the forgiveness of our sins, the strengthening of our faith, and the reminder one more time that he's always with us. His presence is with us. And hopefully that'll just ring true to maybe other verses you've heard where Jesus said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Or Matthew 28, right? I will be with you always to the very end of the age. His presence is there. And then it becomes the motivation for what we do in our relationship this way. And then next week, we're going to go like this, right? And in fact, 
First John, we love him because he first loved us. So all that he did gives us the power and the might to be able to do this. You know, and again, not limited to just church. Wherever we are, he is there. So that happens. But then next week we're going to talk about how does this, how does this fit together in loving each other as we live on this earth? Again, all by the power of the Holy Spirit, all again by his love for you and me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, these are the prayers of your people. Let us pray. Lord, this is a prayer for sobriety and the safety of others still out there and the strength of, of open-mindedness and willingness for us as seekers of serenity. For my children, Haley, Isaiah, Caleb, my grandson, Armani, that we can find out why he's having seizures, and for my sobriety and everyone at Seekers of Serenity. Prayers for healing of the past and look to the brighter future. Thank you, Lord. That I will continue to seek God, live in his will, the strength to stay clean, and thank God for saving me from my addiction and from drugs and self-harm. I thank you for giving God to me in my life today. Prayers for the health and strength of our friend Laurel that had to go to the hospital for her SOS family and also that God will comfort her. Prayers for my sister struggling with drug addiction. Prayers for my friend Julie to find a good job that gives her peace and joy. For my friend Julie and I's friendship to grow stronger in our sobriety and that God walks with us. We pray from, uh, from SOS, pray for Laurel, gets through her breathing problem and recovers. Prayers of safety for my son who has left home to find his own way. Prayers for my dad during calving season. Prayers for my family struggles. Please give us strength to know you have the master plan. Prayers for Joe on his journey. Prayers for Casey gets over her addiction. Please pray and heal all those who are ill and keep our country safe. Please, Lord, help find an answer for the coronavirus and be with those people who are sick. Prayers to all who are suffering from cancers and prayers for a friend and mentor who is battling cancer himself. Prayers for peace for his family and friends. A prayer for knowledge to stop the coronavirus from spreading and bless those who are affected with it. Prayers of bravery for us in our new financial journey. Prayers of thanks for our new car that fits our kids, all our kids, and our new baby on the way. We pray that God blesses our family and our hopes to grow. We hope God blesses those struggling mentally and emotionally. A prayer of thanksgiving for my peace, my serenity, and my prayer warriors. I need a prayer for increased energy. I can't seem to keep up with work, home, and ever-demanding weekend schedule. My house is too cluttered, and I'm too tired to clean it. Pray that my Uncle John will have a good recovery after having a catheter in his heart. Prayer for mine and Jake's finances that we can find a place in our budget. Bless my sister Sharon after her surgery Friday. 
prayer for our daughter who will be having a baby in the next two weeks. I pray her delivery goes well. Lord, bless the concert Thursday, Lord. Fill this space with those who need to hear of, of your love. Lord, your healing and guidance as our country deals with the coronavirus. Lord, we pray for my daughter-in-law who has been diagnosed with breast cancer. I wish the lady who sold me the cookies would call me. Please, dear Jesus, help us to stay well with this coronavirus going around. We pray that all our children come to you for help and protection. Lord, we pray for Tyler and Courtney. Keep safe and healthy. For Julie, safe travels and well wishes for a job interview tomorrow. And for my daughter, Abby, improve health and healing from staph infection. Lord, prayers of strength for those grieving the loss of loved ones. Please pray for my brother-in-law who is having brain surgery this morning. Lord, a prayer for my mom who starts radiation tomorrow and for our baby on the way to continue growing healthily. Lord, please pray for strength, safe travels, ease the anxiety of what is going on now. Pray for the medical mission trip to Zambia that leaves in a few days. Heal those who are suffering. Bring all relationships closer to you, Lord. Thank you for our unending love and grace. Lord, be with me as I make decisions. Give me patience and peace with them and let them glorify you. Keep me, keep me focused on you, Lord. Thank you for all you have done for me and for my family. Please continue to watch over and protect us. Please guide us during the, down the path you have chosen for us. Lord, please keep and protect us from travel this week. Please keep us safe and out of harm's way. Lord, we thank you for the prayers of my heart being answered. Lord, we pray for a pastor and his wife with physical, emotional, and spiritual pain, that the Lord would provide healing or make his power known to their weakness to be faithful, loving, and joyful in ministry. Lord, all of these prayers that are written and some that are written in our hearts, we realize that the power is not from those prayers, but from you and from the grace you provide with a loving and personal relationship that you invite us to have with you. And we know that even though our focus from day to day isn't on you, we know that your focus is always, always on us and help us to keep our focus back to you. As you taught us to pray so many years ago, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread, and after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. 
This cup is the New Testament of my blood, which is given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As we ponder the presence of God, this meal, Jesus is present. Bread and wine, body and blood for the forgiveness of sins. He also strengthens our faith for this journey we're on. And then he reminds us, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He's always with us. So if this is your belief, we invite and encourage you to come forward. Um, If it's not, still come forward. We'd love to offer a short blessing or prayer for you. Also a reminder that up here we have gluten-free as well as non-alcoholic options. Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Amen. star on the outside the outside looking in this is where grace begins we were hungry we were thirsty with nothing left to give for the shape that we were in just when all hope seemed lost thieves. There's no one welcome here. So that sin and shame you've brought with you can leave it at the door. Let mercy draw you near. And just when all hope seemed lost, love opened the Come to the 
And now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, mission, all for the glory of God. Amen. And receive now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Not to us, not to us, Lord, but to your name we give glory, glory, Lord. You are love. Heaven on earth. Working by the twenty, be the praise of the saints and louder goes my praise every day. Hey, yeah. even if the drum stops beating, Ay. my soul will keep on singing. Say even louder, let the church say even louder. Hey, even when my eyes can't see, I will sing till I believe it. Say even louder, God's people say. Once upon a time, we uh, said it was four months or whatever. Now it's four days. Whew. Coming quickly. Um, incredible music. An incredible opportunity for you to be blessed by the word of God in song. But also, perhaps there are people in your circle of influence where music is a powerful vehicle. And this, this could be an opportunity for them to meet Jesus in a personal way. So be thinking about that. Get your tickets. You can get them online, different places. But... You can even get them at the door. So um, be thinking about that this Thursday right here at 1C. I'm really excited about this concert. <laughs> um, I actually feel kind of bad for the people who are traveling and going to maybe Florida or Arizona somewhere for spring break. And yeah. Going to miss the concert. Yeah. Why would they? We have 72 degrees, right? This is woohoo. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. Um, this week, since it is spring break, we are not having our Wednesday evening exploration, but come Thursday, come to the concert, enjoy it. It's going to be an amazing concert. Also, coming up March 31st, we're having a carnival. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be kind of a, a preview of what our summer camp is going to be like. There's going to be a Nerf gun room, inflatables, um, drift trike races, all kinds of fun and games, which will give us a, a taste of what summer campus is going to be like for the kids. It's also an opportunity for us to raise some funds to um, help kids who cannot afford to come to summer camp. Um, so the funds will, will go towards that as well. So it's going to be a great time. Good. This past week I've um, met probably about 30-some people with these irresistible meetings. Many more options for you. Just go online, take a look, or go to the planning center. And like I've said to some people, and some have taken me up on it, I'll meet you anytime, anywhere. In fact, I went to somebody's house and we had... 
10 people there, and it was a great time. So just uh, please do that, if you would, all the way through the month of March. And last but not least, come on up here, Gina, if you would. Gina's on her way to Zambia for a medical mission trip. And I just thought, come on over here. All the way. We won't bite. We're going we're to actually put, uh, lay hands on and pray that God's spirit would be moving in and through her to the people in Zambia. Yeah, let's pray. Oh, good and gracious God, what a, what a calling you give us uh, to go out. And wherever out is, we are to be faithful. And you have placed it on Gina's heart to go to Zambia and to use the gifts she's been given. I pray safety in her journey, safety in the moments with the people in Zambia, uh, may it be a time where your love in action makes a difference. And bless her on her return home. And again, Lord, always to you be the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, let's stand and let's sing. Well, strength will rise Wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise, wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever, our hope, our strong
Sunday, everybody. Go in peace and serve the Lord.
Higher than the mountains that I face 
Jesus, friend of sinners, we have strayed so far away. We cut down people in your name, but the sword was never ours to sway. Jesus, friend of sinners, the truth's become so hard to see. The world is on their way to you, but they're tripping over me. Always looking around but never looking up I'm so double-minded A plank-eyed saint with dirty hands And a heart divided Oh, Jesus, friend of sinners Open our eyes to the world At the end of our pointing fingers Let our hearts be Led by mercy, help us reach with open hearts and open doors. 
See 
Sometimes where I stand on this narrow road is in a raging storm or a vast. 